Welcome to another edition of Inside the Economy. I'm Larry House. Thanks for joining me. I want to talk about a couple of things this time. The job market in the U.S., consumer debt, stock in the bond market. Might as well stay up to speed on that. And a couple of technical questions on GDP and FDI, FDI, foreign direct investment. Looking at the numbers, tiny bit of inflation working into the system. It isn't much, but it gives the media something to talk about. There's very little inflation out there. As of this morning, oil was already on its way down about 6% because Libya has to get some revenue. Uh, and there's very little wage push. So the big things that might be pushing inflation aren't. Unemployment, 8.4. The rest of the numbers, nothing unusual about this. The GDP estimates for the second quarter, as you know, down 30, 31. The uh, calculated estimates for when the third quarter GDP comes out, as of this morning, were up about 30, 31. It's going to be a huge little dip and then back to where GDP was for us to watch to see how well it's growing. More on that in a minute. Unemployment, 8.4, 8.5 is coming down. Ongoing claims are coming down and a lot of the pandemic assistance is running off. I don't think there's a good chance that Congress will pass more assistance. You never really know. I give it 50-50. They're talking about sending out more money. It's a lot of money. The $2 trillion we already spent has done a lot for households. I don't know if they'll be able to get their stuff together before November to put that out, but unemployment is pretty much unwinding the way we projected it would. Government-supported households, it's like 30%. The $1,200 checks and the additional unemployment money did a lot. It was there to pay rent, to buy food, to liquefy the economy, not stimulus, to keep money rolling in the economy. It did that very well. This number is going to roll off shortly after the election. Credit outstanding for consumers. We've seen this before. The revolving debt, credit cards, way down. It's almost down where it was in 2009 and 2010. It's not necessarily panic or complete loss of income, but middle, upper middle income families really aren't buying that much stuff. Credit cards are looking pretty good. Non-revolving, boat loans, that kind of stuff, also kind of on the way down, even though consumer spending is at least flat and not disappearing. Now, delinquencies have crept up a little bit. Unfortunately, the calculation methodology they use on student loans has been changed a couple of times, so it looks like student loans delinquency rate has really dropped. It hasn't. They're going to have to keep fooling with that a little bit. Credit card delinquency is up. It's not where it was in 2009 or 10, but it is up. Mortgages, home equity lines of credit, down. Not at historical lows but clearly down. And auto delinquencies, interestingly enough, have crept up to about 5%. Evidently, some of those people that needed a new car aren't keeping up with the payments. And we're going to go through a cycle of that in 2021. On the other side, well, this is savings accounts. This is passbook savings accounts and money markets at banks, at financial institutions. These are the deposits. 
just a little under $12 trillion. It's a lot of money in the bank. People have been accumulating a lot of money. As soon as this recession started, they put money in the bank and left it there. It has nothing to do with the rate of return. It's just maybe a little bit of worrying about your job. Whatever it is, money's in the bank. There's tons of it. It's not flowing into the markets like it has been. A lot of the new investing has been kind of put on hold given some uncertainty about what might go on in November. This money, this near $12 trillion, doesn't include commercial money markets, doesn't include money markets at brokerages, cash in investment accounts, 401ks, any of that stuff. That's another about four, four and a half trillion. A lot of money on the sidelines. The trends after the election are impossible to predict. Some of this money might go back into the equity market, might stay where it is. The consumer is not worried about whether they're making a good interest rate or not. They're just happy not to lose it. That I don't see changing for the foreseeable future, or at least until there's a vaccine. Well, let's go with the vaccine idea. Major indices in the last 12 months, well, you know they're up. NASDAQ's way up. S&P 500 up about 12. Even the Dow is up about 4.2. Well, it was on its way down this morning, but I don't think it's going to stay. I wouldn't be surprised if there was a correction between now and the election. There's no real reason for it. Depending upon who is elected in November, well, I think there may be a reason that there's a lot of people waiting on the sidelines to see the outcome. More on that later. This shut the lights out recession, don't coin that phrase yet, I don't think that'll stick, has been the fastest recovery from a bear market in history. It's over here in the red. Uh, bam, zap, we're right back to where we were. GDP is going to look just like this. A lot of recoveries are going to look just like this. It's unfortunately going to leave some people behind in the lower end of the economic spectrum, but everything else is going to recover fairly quickly. Now, don't quote me on travel yet. We'll see about that. But everything else, if you're concerned about the difference between Main Street and Wall Street, Clearly, Wall Street has recovered. It is moving forward. If bits and pieces of Main Street have not moved forward, well, it's more important that Wall Street move forward. Uh, if Main Street were recovering without Wall Street, there wouldn't be any finance. There wouldn't be loans. There wouldn't be a lot of things. So the sequence is right. And I anticipate that the bulk of Main Street, after the states get through their current account deficits, will move forward into whatever path it was going on. A lot of new issuance of bonds. This is corporate bonds. This isn't even the beginning of the flood of municipal bonds that are starting to come to the marketplace. Interest rates are very low. Money is basically free. This isn't bailout money. This is corporations that are credit worthy saying, yeah, I'll pick up another billion dollars of basically free money, which is what they're doing. And so far, they're not spending it on factories or new workers. They're waiting to see what happens in the supply chain as that adjusts with China and with Asia, where that might go. Is that going domestic? Is that going to Mexico, Thailand? Pick a country. But as that supply chain adjusts, 
they're going to have money in the wings ready to spend. This is GDP. Now, this was a question. There's a term out there known as hmm, potential growth. Around 2000, the potential growth was two, two and a half, three. Inflation was higher. It has been decreasing since then and is, you know, in the ones now, 1.6, 1.7. It's just an estimate of what GDP is going to grow at going forward. Here we are. The dark part at the end is when the lights went out, GDP drops 30%. And like I mentioned before, very likely in the third quarter, the estimates of GDP are going to pop right back up, go up 30%, and put GDP back on a reasonable track. It's going to start from a similar level, but it's not going to grow as quickly. There are more headwinds facing us now. We picked up a significant amount of federal debt, and the states and municipalities are going to pick up a lot more debt just to catch up for liquefying the economy. Just plan on it. A lot of states since about 2000 have been doing a good job putting a reserve fund together. Anytime a state can put like 7% of their normal expenditures together in cash, that's good. They call it a rainy day fund. Don't like that term. It is a reserve fund. Most of the states in the country are doing pretty well. They had cash. They had a big chunk of money in savings account. That's going to be hit pretty hard. We don't know how hard. We won't know until March next year what that number looks like. But most states, like Colorado, have these big revenue-oriented elections coming up here in November. And if you've not seen the blue book on the Colorado State Amendments, it's worth a read. Discussion on the Gallagher Amendment is in there. Lowering the state income tax rate is in there. There's a number of things. It is kind of important. I will tell you now that Colorado is going to need more revenue, and they're not going to raise it all by issuing new bonds. It's probably not good timing to lower the income tax rate. That's just a personal opinion. Uh, and some of the other things are simply going to be starved for money. And that's mostly small municipalities and their own indigenous services, fire, hospitals, police, that kind of stuff. So more money going forward. Finally, a couple of questions on, gee, how much money is China invested in the United States? That's a term called foreign direct investment. In this case, the black is the FDI from China from about 1992. Uh, it's basically been nothing except from 2010 up until last year. They've opened software companies. They've made a few acquisitions. They've bought a few things, haven't exactly built a lot of factories. It's mostly been software. The blue is basically foreign and direct investment from the United States, and that goes way back. It's a significant number. That has been a lot of plant and equipment. Whether that stuff's going to be used going forward, we don't know. I think this relationship is changing. So FDI out of China? No, that's not going to be significant going forward. It may even have a tax penalty associated with it. The FDI from the United States is going to be reduced significantly. It is very likely to have tax consequence penalty from either candidate, depending upon who's successful here in November. So major capital exchanges between the U.S. and China, 
thing of the past. Huge growth rates out of China, also a thing of the past. Their number one customers going away. So where we are now, markets are doing fine. They're kind of settling down, cutting the drama out, waiting for November. We all will. And as always, I'm happy to deal with some of these questions. Just send them along to info at shwj.com. And thanks for joining me.